What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 15 of Two Dudes with Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett, and I am here with my co-host. They're doing what it do. It's Shaving Prince. All right, guys. So we wanted to talk about doing something where we broke down every single division, uh, try to do about two a week. Well, we fell a little bit behind last week, so we're going to knock out three this week, get right into it. Uh, no contract talk for me this week, which I'm sure everybody's thrilled about. <laughs> but what we're going to do is we're going to jump right out the gates and we're actually going to talk about the AFC East. So right out the gate, let's break down the Buffalo Bills because now preseason football has started. So that's why we're doing a lot of this, you know, football stuff. Because as you guys know, Jalen and I absolutely love football. That is probably, I, I can't speak for Jalen, but for me, that's my favorite sport. It's so my favorite that, sport too. When you grow up in the South, football football is king. It's, yes, and, sir. Like, and if you're deep in love with it, it's kind of like your second religion. It 100%. Football is religion. So we are a somewhat religious podcast now. Um, <laughs> not political. No, of course not. All right, so let's break right into it with the Buffalo Bills. If you want to talk about a diehard fan base where football is life, Bills Mafia. Uh, so the Buffalo and the Bills. the lack of tables are always in question. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if you guys don't remember much from last week, uh, what we do is we go on Pro Football Focus and we break down some of their bold predictions. We kind of give our own takes on it. And then we're going to talk about the prediction for how many wins and losses they're going to have this year, see if they're going to beat it, miss it, or nail it. So Buffalo Bills, bold prediction number one, James Cook becomes the lead back quickly. No, nah, I think he'll be wrong that second to third string. You think but he's going to – Devin Singletary Singleter is going to do everything he can to hold that number one spot. All right, fair enough. We'll see. I know they, I mean, they drafted Zach Moss uh, a year or two ago. Devin Singletary has been sharing time with him, and now they brought in James Cook. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, I definitely think Singletary can handle the workload himself. However, and also you got to look at the state of the NFL. NFL is more so leaning towards, outside of maybe a few teams, NFL, NFL teams are leaning towards a running back committee. So, which is fantastic for fantasy football. Yep. <laughs> Makes our lives difficult. I think James Cook will do it uh, by the end of the year. I think he's starting. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, it, it, it won't be quickly, but I think Cook is going to be the lead back after maybe, let's say, week 10. I think he's going to be the starter. But that's it for that one. Um, bold prediction number two, this will be the lowest graded offensive line Josh Allen has played behind. Basically, what they're saying is the problem is a range of outcomes for a group of average O-linemen. So if we look at their... O-line depth chart, you have Deion Dawkins, Roger Saffold, Mitch Morse, Ryan Bates, David Queensberry as your starting O-line. Now, I don't know how they're doing right off the bat. Let me ask you this. Um, is this the same starting offensive line from last year? I am actually checking that right now so we can find their O-line rankings. It is think. almost it is almost the exact same line as last year. Uh, okay. Currently, the Buffalo Bills last year the Buffalo Bills per PFF had a the seventeenth ranked O line, um in the in the league. Okay, so, but they, okay, but were the guys like they were the guys that were there? Um, were they still like there from last year? Deion Dawkins was, Saffold was. Oh, no, I don't think Saffold was. Dawkins was, and uh, Brown was as well. So right now, yeah, looking at their offense, and I might be reading this incorrectly. Uh, okay, now this is their up-to-date one. So their current up-to-date rankings on the O-line, Dawkins has a 79.4, Saffold has a 68, Morse has a 63, Bates 66, Brown 59. So not good. 
not good at all. There's thankfully Josh Allen for all you Bills Mafia members out there. Uh, thankfully, he's a mobile quarterback because <laughs> he's going to be running this year. So I, I think PFF is right on that one. I think this is definitely going to be one of the worst O lines he's ever had. So hopefully uh, they prove me wrong for all the Bills fan sakes. Now, the big one and the one that I am most excited about is Kyer Elam will have five plus picks as a rookie. And the reason why they're saying this is Tredavious White takes away kind of that. He doesn't really play man every snap, but he always will go with the difficult side of the offense. So he covers more ground. And because he's the veteran, people are going to pick on the rookie. I think Kyrie Elam can absolutely do that. You got to think about it with Tredarius White. He had a season-ending injury last season. So mm-hmm. like him coming back, he's going to come back with a chip on his shoulder, looking to uh, like submit – yeah, submit himself as again as a top five corner in this league, which he has the talent and which he's proven in the years past. So he's looking to be able to get that. But to have like more depth at a cornerback position, especially in a conference that is offensive heavy, um, it but like it's gonna be beneficial for that team. So when you when you combine him with uh the potential talent of a Kyrie Elam with I think they still got Levi Wallace. Uh, Kyrie Elam. No, I don't. So I see, uh, their starting defense is Kyrie Elam, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Tredavious White, and Teron Johnson is nickel. Okay. So the last year they had the best, they had the best, uh, defense total in the NFL. Um, my only concerns with the Buffalo Bills has been pass rush. Uh, I think you drafted Greg. Yeah. You drafted Greg Russo a couple of years ago. You still had uh you still got Ed Oliver. I'm still mm-hmm. waiting to see him uh emerge as a top five D tackle because I think there's at least about six six D tackles I would take over him, possibly seven. Um, because he just never jumped off the screen heavy like that when they drafted him a few years ago. So now if you if you look at all the ratings per PFF last year, Oliver had a seventy one point eight, which is the twenty third best uh inside defensive lineman. Is that good? Uh, there's 108. Got it. So he's top. He he's in the top 25. percent So yeah. I mean, good for him on that. But you also got to remember they did bring in Von Miller. So now having that extra pass rush is going to be pretty. I, I think the pass Dude, rush is going to be a lot Von Miller. Von Miller still got a lot left in the tank, and oh, absolutely, and like he's going to bring a lot of teaching and experience. Like what this is going to do. This is going to be very big for like um, who who's just starting front. Where is it? Yeah, so their starting lineup is Greg Greg Russo, Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, and Von Miller. Uh, their weak side linebackers, Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds is their middle linebacker. Uh, and that'll be that. And their uh, backups are you have Boogie Basham, Jordan Phillips, uh, Tim Settle, AJ Epinenza, Epinesa. AJ, that's the one. That's the one. I knew they had yeah. another guy. Okay. Yeah. You got Shaq Bring Lawson, too. And they brought back Shaq because Shaq was drafted by the squad back in um let's see, a while uh, ago. No, uh, back in 2017 because Alabama mm-hmm. won a national championship against 2017 against Shaq Lawson and uh and his uh Clemson Tigers. Yep. All right. So this is what I was gonna get lead into. You bring in a Von Miller who is one really good in the locker room in every locker room that he's ever been. He's beloved by a lot of players in this in this league, both as vet on both veterans and as young guys. Not calling them old, but you know, we already know what it is. Um, 
Brandon Von Miller, his experience, the stuff that he got left in the tank, and not to mention the knowledge that he could teach a lot of those young pass rushers in that uh, in that Buffalo Bills locker room with Russo and Epineza, as well as even um as well as even Ed Oliver. That's going to be crucial. So I agree with you. Their their pass rush is going to be key, and they got to find a way to do it because it because every time they have played uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They've always struggled to get to bring Patrick Mahomes down, and you gotta bring your quarterback, and you gotta bring the quarterback down. I think the only thing they have in their favor is they do have the a very middle of the road schedule. They don't have an easy schedule, but they don't have a hard schedule. That's definitely going to help them. So let's jump right into our predictions for the record. So Sports Illustrated has them at a predicted record of thirteen and four. Do you think they're going to beat it? Do you think they're going to miss it? Or do you think that's right on the head? Think it's right on the head, but the, you know, like, but the thing to think about, you got to think about some of those trap games. I mean, oh yeah, no, there's gonna be some trap games, but there's also gonna be some games where they show out. I think, I think they nailed this. I'm with you. I think 13 and four is they, they, that's dead on what they're gonna do. Now, the one thing that we do probably want to start getting into now, and I, we talked about this before, you know, we got on the call, was how we need to maybe look into trap games. So, do you see any trap games with the Bills schedule this year? Because I know there's trap games with every team. So, what All do you right. think it's gonna be for the Bills? Um, I can see them losing week one against the Rams. That's not much of a trap game. That's like that's just a game. Um, yep. I can see week three at Miami. Even though they've dominated Miami since having Josh Allen, Miami's gotten better to me. So I, I'm gonna say Miami is one, and Green Bay is Green Bay. I know they're at home against Green Bay at week eight. I'm gonna say that's another. I, Kansas City is not a trap game. That's a primetime matchup. For sure. Detroit at number at, at week 12. That's a trap game. Yep. That's a definite trap game. So I'll, I'll say I'll say Baltimore at I'll say at Miami, Baltimore, and Detroit. Those are the trap games to me. I 100 percent agree with you on that. All right. Well, let's hop on to the next team. Let's look at everybody's favorite in-division rival and everybody's favorite team to make fun of. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. So bold prediction for the Dolphins this year. We'll just go one, two, and three, knock it out real quick. Whoa. Dolphins are going to lead the NFL in yards after catch. Uh, O-line ranks the top half of the NFL, and Melvin Ingram leads the team in sacks. I 100% agree. Two with, out of three. I don't think Melvin's going to lead the league. It's, I don't think Melvin, okay, yeah, Melvin's going to lead the team in sacks. I think somebody else is going to do that one. I think oh, he's no, going to be. I agree I think, on that. I think he's going to be top two. Uh yes, they're gonna yes, they're gonna do it at yards after catch because again, I don't know where this whole narrative saying like two can't throw the deep ball. People really must have thought what he or like people must have really forgot what he did at Alabama when he had the ride outs with Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle and Irv Smith along with that. He's been th- like he could throw that thing. He's been banged up with a hip injury and like a bunch of other and a bunch of other injuries that's held him back. Now he's healthy. And also, he's playing. He's playing for his job because a lot of people want to see. A lot of people, even in the Miami uh, Dolphins organization, which is an embarrassment, by the way, <laughs> they want to see. They, they've been trying to like look to replace him for a minute. And you got to give Tua credit because he's been answering all the questions with the media the right way and as a professional. He's handled everything as a professional. Not going back to football. He, they're gonna they're gonna lead in the yak yards because for sure one. The way they run their system around, the way they run their system around Tua, 
You're going to see a lot of RPOs. You're going to see a lot of screens. And they can throw that deep ball. We've seen it in practice. And I understand it's practice, but we are going to see it. So, yes, they're going to they're going to take the yak yards. Their offensive line, I think it's going to be top tier because they're going to be better at running the ball. The ball's going to yep. be out of, the, out of Tua's hands quickly. So they ain't got to block too long, and where that judgment as far as like, oh, how's their like pass, uh, how's their pass blocking grade? Ball's gonna be out that quick. I mean, you think about all the all, you think about like not comparing to it to Brady, but you think about all of Brady's offensive lines. He gets that ball out, you know, he gets the ball out quickly, making the offensive line look good. So the only the only two weak points on the O line are Jackson and Eichenberg, which I apologize if I said his name wrong. But they also brought in Teron Armstead to fix the left tackle spot, which yep. is going to help. That's, That's going to help tremendously. That was a big free agent. That That's going to help tremendously. Two has yep. got some weapons. Uh, Chase Edmonds is now going to be a lead back, which he's I think got, will do just fine. He's still got but, Mike. He's still got Mike Gesicki. He does, and they also brought in Raheem Mostert and uh, Sony Michelle is there now too. Raheem, Raheem so, got to stay healthy. Exactly. If these guys can stay healthy, the Dolphins will surprise some people. I think Miami could definitely be some trap games. Now let's get into a strength of schedule and a prediction sort of thing with that as well. So Miami Dolphins are looking at, if we look at strength of schedule, the Dolphins have a strength of schedule similar to the Bills. So looking into that and taking that into account, uh, Sports Illustrated has their predictions at nine and eight. Do you think they miss it? you think they nail it? Or you think they uh, under, or you think they do better than the supposed nine and eight? The first four weeks, the the highest possibility they go one and three. Long yep. shot they go four and zero, but the first four games, it's most likely guaranteed going to be a one through eight because that's they're New not England, they're not beating Baltimore, Buffalo or Cincinnati. Buffalo and that's Cincinnati. They're not beating Buffalo or Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I think they go prime. two and two at best. I'm not going. I don't know, man, because you got to think. And I get a lot of people want to go off of stats and numbers and predictions of what they've done in the past. I'm looking at what they can do like in the future, and I'm thinking like. Part of me is like, Tua is gonna, he's gonna play, he's gonna play with that fire. You got a new coach, you got a new offense, you got more weapons. I don't know. We got to see it in that first game. I got to see what I see on that first game. Baltimore got their own issues because of Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. So yeah. yeah, I'll say nine and eight is more affordable. I don't think I mean, they're gonna make the playoffs because I've already I've already gave my pro predictions. Everybody in the AFC West is gonna make the playoffs. So like if you don't win your division, you're not getting in. I agree. And I think that um the Dolphins are not winning the division this year. I think their trap game is gonna be I think Detroit's gonna be a lot of people's trap games this year. But I also think that they could lose to Pittsburgh in Miami. It's we'll a talk about, we'll, we'll talk about Detroit in like um uh, oh, on yeah. another episode. It's an 820 game, and the only reason why I think around that time is that's when we might start seeing Kenny Pickett, but we'll get into that later. But gotta so, give, you gotta give credit, you gotta give credit to the Dolphins. They've actually been and they they've been able to snap two two primetime games this year. No, I'll give them props. So let's jump into everyone's favorite team, uh the New England Belichicks. Uh they will say uh PFF says that this will or one, two, and three. This would be the worst defense Belichick has ever had. Agree. Agree. Mac Jones does not improve in year two. Agreed. Ooh, and, throw to agreed. Exactly. And Josh McDaniels is gone now. Too. Okay. So actually, I'm going I'm to I'm cut that one out. He's still got Hunter Henry. He's still got Johnny Smith and uh, the rookie Taekwon Johnson out of Baylor or Taekwon, Taekwon Thornton. My bad. Taekwon Thornton. Taekwon Thornton. Yep. Taekwon Thornton out of Baylor. He looked good in the preseason game. So maybe he can improve a lot more as a route runner and as a, as a consistent catcher. But that's not going to be that's not going to be enough. Devontae Parker. 
big improvement. I've been seeing a lot of light from training camp from him. So I can see some upside with Mac Jones improvement. The rest of the team's not gonna be uh, not gonna be that good. Bill Belichick's oh, no. gonna have a major decline this year. This is gonna be a hard year for him. So yep. they're starting wide receivers. Devontae Parker. Yep. Jacoby Myers. Yep. Nelson Aguilar. All right. Nelson Aguilar <laughs> is going into a second season with Mac Jones, so the chemistry is going to be there. Mac Jones has been working with the chemistry with Devontae Parker. Mac Jones is not going to be phased one bit. The way he's no. built, the way the confidence he is, he's not going to be phased one bit. Now, no, and they got what the heck? Dog. The Patriots got the Patriots got five primetime games. Yep, because it's New England. Straight. Now, yeah, it's New England. So if you look at their strength of schedule, New England is as usual. Uh, actually, interesting enough, this year they're towards the top. So they have the eighth strongest schedule. All right. And if you go and you break down uh, who they're actually playing, yep, they're see. playing. They're playing the NFC. They're playing the NFC North. Yep. And they are playing the AFC. And they're playing the AFC North. Now, do we have any sleeper games in here? So they also have New Green England. Bay. Yeah, I think they have New England at nine and eight. I think that's right on, and that's being generous. I don't think New England wins ten games this year. No, there's no way. No, but they do get they do get some big upset wins, and I think Green Bay is going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Green Bay ain't got Devontae Adams. No, um, and I'm, we don't I know think, we and we don't know when uh, uh what's that left tackle's name uh for Green Bay uh. David Bakhtiari. We don't know when he's coming back. No, I think the like uh, Judon Matthew Judon. He's still there, and he had a big year last year. Yes, he did. So I I can see I can see that being I can see that being upset. Not to mention that's in October. It don't start getting cold in like Green Bay till late October, early November. So with the weather being permitted on like like outside of rain, I can see Mac Jones doing pretty good. That's fair. And here's what I think, though. So I think Mac Jones will do just fine. He's not going to break any records. I just don't think he takes a step forward. The big game that I'm concerned about for them is the uh, the prove-it game where they play the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to beat New England because Josh McDaniels wants to prove that he doesn't need Belichick to succeed because he left and then came back, and now he's left again, and now he needs to prove that he can actually do it. But that's my thoughts on that. Well, you said Josh uh, McDaniels. Yeah, McDaniels is the head coach of the Raiders now. Okay, I know that. I was just trying to think to prove again. Why is that? Like, I, I I thought you said Derek Carr for a minute. I don't know why. That oh no, 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 no. Carr doesn't. No, Carr doesn't care. <laughs> Let's get into the the worst team in the AFC East. Um, I, come at me, Jets fans. Oh, come at me, bad. Jets fans. Let's go. Oh no, Cle- we get into Cleveland later. Um, the New York Jets. So one, two, and three for the bowl predictions. We'll rank top ten in sacks on defense. We'll have a top offensive line. Absolutely not, because Mekhi Becton is not here, and Zach they Wilson. Did, they did sign Dwayne Brown. They did. Uh, and he then Mikhail, little, he got a little bit left in the tank. Yep. And then Zach Wilson will struggle badly again in year two. Absolutely. Cause he's hurt already. And apparently Joe Flacco is outperforming him in camp. Yep. So I think and now, Ky, now Kaiser, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the Eagles later on in another episode. Cause zero white red, uh, red that interception in the trend and uh, like uh, in the preseason game um, mm-hmm. very well. Zach got to do a better job as far as on his reads. That's number one. But he's been happy. He, like he's been talked about like trying to get better at that for like since last year. So yeah. that was a red flag. Uh, the reports on Zach Wilson is not a torn ACL, just a torn meniscus. So he'll be I back. Think, yeah, he'll be back about two to four weeks. 
So done for preseason and done for preseason on that. The offensive line is is not gonna like I think it's either go, it's gonna like fluctuate. It's gonna be fluid. It's gonna move up and down, but not that high. That's um that's the other one. Defensively, yeah, they'll be better defensively. Amon Sauce Gardner is still there. Quentin Williams is still there. I don't um, think they rank in top ten though, because uh, they brought in John Franklin Myers. No, and they, no, they, no, no, they no, drafted no. Jermaine Johnson, but no, I think they missed. They'll be top. Fi- I think they'll be fifth. I think they'll be fifteen. I'll give you top fifteen. I think they'll Will, be, uh, the, they'll be the fifteen. Only, oh yeah. yeah. The only thing I agree uh, on with this entire PFF thing is the fact that Wilson will struggle badly in year two. You, you want to know? So, you want to know somebody else that don't like the, they don't like the Jets? Who? Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Eagles. <laughs> we'll get into that later. That was a cheap shot. I don't care what anybody says. I'm yeah, 100% Quincy, Sirianni yeah, on this. Yeah, Quentin Williams' brother, Quincy. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, he did him wrong on that. Now, if you look at the Jets, the Jets, Jets actually have one of the stronger schedules, and they are also predicted to go 7-10. and 10. Uh, I think they do worse. What seven games they going to win? Exactly. I don't think they win five. I think Jets have a top five pick again this year. I can see 0-9. Oh Maybe 1-8. and eight. <laughs> They go set, They're saying they go 7-10. and 10. I think they, yeah, no, I, I don't see them winning. I see them winning less than this. I see, I see Chicago beating. Uh, their bye week is week ten. I see in their first nine, their first nine games: Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Miami, Green Bay, Den- Denver, New England, and Buffalo. And then New England again after the bye week. I yeah, no, they're not winning seven games. No, absolutely not. One thing and one look. There's two. One thing's for certain, and two things for sure. New England's gonna beat the New England's gonna beat the Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that one's quick. So let's jump out of the AFC East and let's jump right into the AFC North. My so, turn. Let's do it. So AFC North. Let's start out with the Baltimore Ravens. One, two, and three. Linderbaum will be the best graded rookie offensive lineman. Lamar Jackson will have under two hundred yards on breakaway runs, and Baltimore will win the AFC North. Uh, uh yes, go no, through. no. <laughs> not gonna go Linda Bob as being the off- best offensive lineman. Uh, right, like all right. So now you tr- you threw me a curveball on that one because I got to remember who all the offensive linemen that were drafted in this year's draft. I got you. But you've got Linderbaum. You've got and Linderbaum did drop, but I mean, there's I, I don't. I'd have to pull up the rookie offensive lineman. I don't know if he's gonna be the best, um, but it definitely is gonna help because he doesn't have to you know be the guy immediately. That's a good, okay. Said, all right, Evan. Okay, Evan Neal was drafted first. Uh, Evan Neal. On Charles Cross, Akeem, Akeem, Aquano, uh, Kenyon Green, Zion, uh, Zion Johnson, and Trevor Penning, the menace. Uh, I'm going Evan Neal. Yeah, I think Evan Neal's going to have the best one. And I think that's just because word out of uh, camp is that Cross isn't, or uh, with at least out of Carolina, is that uh is just not ready yet. Nope. So, But he's taking the right steps. I think Linderbaum – Honestly, yeah, know what? No, I'm gonna go yeah, ahead and say Linderbaum. Yeah, yeah, Linderbaum like, I've kept, I've kept, like Cross, they said they've been like doing pretty good. They haven't said, like had, we'll talk about we'll talk about him a little bit later on. We could jump we could jump right back into that. But um, yep, yeah, I'm going Evan Neal on that one. I think Linderbaum takes it. Lamar will have under 200 yards on breakaway runs. I'm I'm with that. And then uh, actually no no he'll break 200 yards easily. It, it, honestly, just out of spite, I love Lamar. And then Baltimore will win the AFC North. Absolutely not. I think Bengals take it again. Because the Bengals only got better, and then Baltimore lost all the wide receivers, so that's where I'm at with it. What you think? Uh, what are those last two predictions? Last two predictions are uh, Lamar will have under 200 yards on breakaway runs, and then that Baltimore will win the North. 
Baltimore's not winning the North. That's gonna no. be that's gonna be Cincinnati because they got more weapons. And, and if you had to ask me, who's a better quarterback? I know all of Lamar Jackson fans are gonna, uh, like are, are gonna be are gonna have his back on this one. But I got I love Lamar, but Burrow's better. I, I, I gotta go with Joe Burrow. When Burrow's you work, better. Lamar got a better offensive line. Yep. And not enough weapons. And people say if Lamar Jackson had the main, same amount of weapons, he'd be in the same situation. Yep. Joe, Bur- Joe, Joe Burrow's decision making is better. Uh, the only thing that like Lamar Jackson got better than him than what like Joe Burrow got. Lamar Jackson got Mark and Mark Andrews. Yep. But like Joe Burrow got Jamar Ch- Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler, and Tyler Boyd, and he worked with them all, and he worked with them much better. Joe Burrow had a terrible offensive line last year. Made it to the Super Bowl. That's all I'm gonna, and I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it at that. So. If the Ravens want to compete, they have to do it off of Lamar Jackson's legs and his arm. Yes, yeah. as simple as that. But they're not—they're not winning that—they're not winning that division. No, and I mean to to go into the Ravens just a little bit because I know we did want to touch on this briefly. Um, I think Lamar is doing the right thing too by his contract decision as well, and it shows kind of what what kind of leader he is. Where he's saying, "I'm not doing any more extension discussions once Week One starts," because at that point, I I think his mentality is it's a distraction. Yeah, we can do it during preseason because this doesn't really matter. Well, but if you look at these games start counting, and if you look at this depth chart, you look at the depth chart on the wide receivers. Rashad Bateman has been eating it up in training camp, so he's going yep. and like he, he, like for fantasy people, he might be good. Uh, Mark Andrews, that's already that's already no brainer for fantasy, especially for yep. me. Uh, Devin Duvernay had him rated as the number one tight end of the league last year, ninety-one point five. Devin du- Devin Duvernay, James on uh, James on um, Prochet, Proche. Tylen Tylen Wallace, Benjamin Victor, Jalen Moore, uh, my boy Slade Bolden, Shamar Bridges, uh, Makai Makai Pope. I mean, like, darn. Yeah, I get he ain't got nobody to throw to, but like, again, darn. But it's Lamar. Yeah, it's still Lamar. Like, so he's gonna make he gonna make noise with his legs. He'll and that find ain't a way. Bad. And that ain't nothing bad because he's gonna find a way. He's gonna find a way to compete and win. That's the main exactly. thing. Exactly. He's a winner, and that's what he won as a quarterback. He didn't have to be the most orthodox. He's in ha- that was the thing that upset me the most about some of these quarterbacks who have succeeded. You don't have and to. Be also, we ain't even talk. We ain't even talk about the big elephant in the room. A lot of like mm-hmm. a lot of the Ravens' defensive players were hurt last year. They're gonna come and back. And I, get, and I get it. They're healthy, but the Bengals improved their offensive line. Their defense yep. is gonna improve much more. And I repeat, oh, well, outside of Eli Apple, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. Dog. What's the golden rule? The best quarterback in the division wins the division. Yep. Burrow's, Burrow and the Bengals are winning that division. Yep. So, if you and talking about winning the division, uh, if you look at records, the Ravens are predicted to go 10 and 7. Do you think All they right. miss it, hit it, or exceed it? Man, I think I, that's right on the money. Man, 10 and 7, I, yeah, I think that's right on the money. I think it's right on the money. They do see. have an easy schedule, and They're they gonna do. Sp- Baltimore, Baltimore, and Cincinnati is going to split. The two yep. good enough teams. Neither one is going to sweep nobody. Um, no. They're going to they're going to split. The only trap games I can see from Baltimore would be Week Three against New England. Belichick yep. and Belichick still going on. Belichick's still going to come up with something. Um, and the other thing is, and the other thing, I'm not going to say Cleveland's a trap. I, I'm not going to call Cleveland a trap game, but I would call. I would call. You'll be happy about this one. Jacksonville. Yep. Yep. 
Yep, I was thinking the same thing. I think Jacksonville's going to shock some people this he year. Gonna, we'll, they, they're going to shock some people. And we'll get into them later. And like that week 18 against Cincinnati, at, like at Cincinnati, last game of the season, I'm going to take it now. Oh, Poss- for sure. Possibly could be for um, for the division title, but I- I'm going Bengals on that one. Oh, for sure. No, I'm with you 100%. Now, speaking of Bengals, let's jump right into them. The so, defending AFC champions. Yes, sir. So the big three predictions for them. The Bengals will miss the playoffs. Absolutely not. Nope. Mixon will lead the NFL in rushing yards. No. No. And then Joe Burrow remains a top five most sacked quarterback. Uh, does PFF not like the Bengals? Not a heavy market. And they and their franchise has been anemic for the last few years. So like you could unlike you could understand why the like the hate is there. Yeah. Not to mention a lot of problem, a lot of those a lot of those guys possibly lost a lot of bets to Vegas on like because they, nobody ever yeah. picked the Bengals to make it to the Super Bowl. I disagree with all three of these. Uh yeah okay so I let's see. across the board the the first one was Bengals will miss the playoffs they're not gonna miss the playoffs they're gonna no. win the division mixing the, second, the NFL and rushing yards no 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 because when you got weapons like that like he's gonna he's gonna be I'll say he's gonna be a top five I say I can see him be the top five top six rusher Derrick Henry's ta- Derrick Henry's taking that on um, that rushing title back and you've also got um oh my God guy out of Indianapolis John oh Jonathan Taylor. Yes, Jonathan Taylor's back, and Nick, sure. and, and, and Nick Chubb, and yeah, because yeah. like apparently Kareem Hunt wants to get um, wants to get traded, and that, I will we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. So with we'll, we'll get into the the Cleveland dumpster fire later. Um, but yeah, I disagree with all three of these. I don't think Burrow remains a top five most set quarterback just because the offensive line improves so much. Mixon will not lead the NFL in rushing yards, but he'll be top five, and the Bengals are going to make it to the playoffs again. That's yep. simple as that. If you look at strength of schedule, though, and the reason why I think that, the Bengals uh, have – they do have a tougher schedule. They're predicted to go 12-5. and five. The Bengals have the – Let me see. All right. go Keep talking. Bengals have the seventh hardest schedule predicted to go 12-5. and five. I think that's right on the money. I think that's a solid prediction. I think if you look at their schedule – You've got Steelers, Dallas, Jets, Dolphins, Ravens, Saints, Falcons. Easy game. Browns, Panthers, Steelers, uh, Titans, Chiefs. Browns, Buccaneers, Patriots, Bills, and Ravens. I think there's definitely five losses in there, but I don't think there's more than five. Tampa Bay. Yep. Buffalo. The trap game The trap game for the Bengals is Tennessee. Yep. At Tennessee. Yep. At New Orleans. Uh, at at Baltimore, and yeah, the, the, that's that's the only th- that's the only three I can see like as real as real losses. Cause yeah, they're gonna, I mean, they're going to beat the, they Atlanta. Okay, here's the thing: real football junkies understand this. Cincinnati versus Atlanta, that ain't the primetime game. But I want to see Jamar Chase versus AJ Terrell. I want to see that. Oh rematch. yeah, I want to see it again because he cooked them. And AJ, and AJ Terrell has been able to make himself uh, make uh, make him make a name out of himself since he's entered the NFL. He's been absolutely. Really he's been improving every single year, which is what you want as a starting corner. You want the continuous improvement. Yep. Um, but speaking of improvement, uh, <laughs> uh, let's look at the quarterback spot and let's look at the madhouse that is the Pittsburgh Steelers too. So. PFF has their – we'll, we'll break down the how First, the AFC North is one of the most competitive – is the second most competitive division right now in the NFL. 
outside of the AFC West and first if you first, exclude Cleveland. The, what's the golden rule in football? When you have more when you have more than one quarterback, you have no quarterbacks. Got it. So Pittsburgh Steelers, one, two, and three. Offensive line will rank 20 plus spots lower in pass blocking efficiency than 2021. George Pickens will lead the team in receiving, and Kenny Pickett won't start until the second half of the season. Don't know about the O-line thing. Uh, Pickens, if he can stay healthy and out of trouble, absolutely. Uh, and if and Kenny Pickett will absolutely start by the end of the season. There's the no question. Show, okay, the depth chart is showing Dan, uh, Dan Moore Jr., who's going into his fourth year, Kevin Dotson, who's going into his fourth year. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a guy, Mason, uh, Mason, Mason Cole out of Minnesota. They got James Daniels from – uh, from Chicago, and, again, and then a core four, a core four who's going into his third year. The biggest issue is this O line is remarkably average. Um, I want to give the Steelers the benefit of the doubt because their first string did a pretty good job against Seattle, but again, it's my Seahawks, so like not, not much to brag about. Um, offensive line wise, they look you got a quarter, you're gonna have two quarterbacks. That can move. Yeah, it ain't gonna be Ben Roethlisberger. So you go. So one thing you can give benefit of doubt on the, on the quarterback side, you're gonna have a quarterback that can move. Mr. Biscuit can move. Kenny Pickett can move. Now right. they got Mason Rudolph as the second string guy over Kenny Pickett, but I don't. Think that's, that's not gonna, gonna last very. long. That's not gonna last very long. When you got to run, when you got running back like Najee Harris who can make some plays on his on his on his own. So like you're gonna see a lot of bright spots. But when you got big receivers like that, say like you know what, F it. There you go. Yeah. Why not? And I mean, yeah, Najee Harris is going to be able to take a lot of the pressure off the quarterbacks just having to produce. But on top of that, you have a guy who can just go up and get it, George Pickens. Deontay Johnson is. You can't give up Pat Fryer Muth. Fryer Muth. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) Shout out Chislet Adonis. Um, But you got Deontay Johnson, who's a, when he can catch, is a solid. number one receiver, George Pickens, this guy can go up and get it. And with a slot receiver, Chase Claypool is fantastic if he's not celebrating after a first down. Um, Especially during a two-minute drill. Exactly. And, and the defense, too, for Pittsburgh is great. They haven't taken a step back at all. Um, I think Miles Jack and uh, Devin Bush being the middle linebacker is going to be super helpful, um, especially with both linebackers who can just literally cover both sides of the field. Watt's going to do what Watt does. Hayward's going to do what Hayward does. Um Alu Alu is going to be fantastic at the nose. Um, I don't know about fantastic. He'll be serviceable. The only weak spots on this defense, I think, are defensive back. Just like outside, the Bengals, Outside too. of Minka. Outside of Minka. Absolutely and, outside of Minka. And, okay, Edmonds ain't bad. Edmonds ain't bad. But like that, so that's honestly, if you look at the NFC North, that is something that, for the most part, it's not great at – or sorry, the AFC North. My apologies. If you look at the AFC North, that is actually one thing that's kind of consistent across the board is defensive backs aren't some of the best in the league. And it, it's it, you can definitely pick on some of the defensive backs in this league. All right. Or in so, this division, at least. And you look, okay, so you look at the cornerbacks right now. They got Cam especially Burnt, Eli, yeah. Eli Burnt Apples up in, uh, <laughs> in Cincinnati. We'll get that man. He's yeah. Uh, you get, destroy me, but you got you Cameron know. Sutton. You got Cameron Sutton mm-hmm. and Nickel. You got a killer with a spoon at right cornerback, and you got Levi Wallace. You brought him in from Buffalo. Yeah, um, which I mean, he's okay. 
Yeah. These are all serviceable corners, which is the thing. Here's a guarantee about the Steelers. They're not going to have a losing season. No, absolutely not. They they will not have a losing season. No, and they actually have them going 11 and 6, which I think is – they'll go 10 and 7. I think they might have hit this one right on the head. But there's also the chance that they go ten and seven. But they will not lose. They will not lose. Uh, sorry, they will not win less than ten games. This is another ten win team. Who can I see them upsetting? They're gonna get somebody. They always do. Uh, can I, I? I don't. I don't see them getting Cincinnati. Not once. I can see them. Mm. They might get him once if if that's the game they start picking at. He's gonna start, but I I, I does I just don't see that as being enough. Maybe okay, maybe because it's week one. But oh no no I, not not week one. Pickett won't start week one. No, I think. Oh, you talking about Kenny Pickett? Oh, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking not Pickens. Okay. Um, Although Pickens to Pickett is gonna be a fun connection to watch. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Um, they sweep Cleveland. Uh, that I Indianapolis think, game that's going to be interesting because that could be a 50-50 wager right there. I think they'll lose. I think Indy's going to be a sleeper game. I think Philly's going to surprise some people this year. We'll we'll talk about them another time. Yeah, I think Philly will surprise some people. Um, I think they split with Baltimore. Um, gonna, I, I think I got them splitting with Cleveland. Cleveland's going to take one game from them. I don't know. I got them sweeping Cleveland, but I think they'll split with Baltimore. And they'll definitely split with Cincinnati. Yeah, we'll see. So but anyway, that's my thoughts on it. Um, so I think ten and si- or ten and seven at the worst, um, eleven and six at best. Now let's jump into everyone's favorite River Fire. The three big predict- or predictions for them: Miles Garrett will win DPOI. Yep. Yes. Kate York will be the best graded kicker in the league. No. Don't know about that. No. And then Cleveland's O line will rank outside the top ten. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Justin, I, Tucker, Justin Tucker. Dude, unless Cade York knocks down a 67-yard field goal to win a game, I'm sorry, no. Yeah, no, and I'm with you. I mean, especially if you look at it, too, because you also remember you have Evan McPherson, too, who's a fantastic kicker. Evan McPherson, Justin unlike Justin Tucker, Evan McPherson, Tyler Bass, um, Tyler Bass throwing out, throwing out shout-outs to Jordan Southern. You, on Young White yes, Cooler, throwing out, throwing out unlike shout-outs. Another shout-out to Jordan Southern. Uh, you got like you got Chris Bo- uh, Chris Boswell Steelers just to go along with the a- just to go along with the AFC. Uh, we already got all the kickers in the AFC in the AFC North. Already yeah. <laughs> good. I mean, it's York will do fine, but he will not be the best critic. You will no not. Way. You're not even the best kicker in your division. No, absolutely not. Like it, it, again, to go back to how hey, hey, this division is. He ain't better Nick Foles. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. He's unproven, but Nick Nick Folk is no. I don't know about that one. I don't know if I can give you that one. But their O line is definitely their O line is did get better. It got a lot better, but I just don't think that the offense is going to be there. At no, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm not sold on it. I think they'll they'll be eleven. Uh, but they won't be top 10 because you lost J.C. Treader at center, who was a fantastic center. And then if you go back to PFF, outside of left guard and uh, right guard, everything else is, you know, outside of, you know, the top 10 for players. 
you will or uh, Jedrick Willis Jr. was the fifty six or fifty second best tackle. Um, Conklin was the twentieth best right or tackle. Teller was the fifth best guard. Betonia was the first best guard, and then Pot. I'm going to butcher his name. Pachik, Pasik, whatever. Whoever their center is right now um, is the 15th best center per PFF's graded players. So you have only two guys who are inside the top 10 at their position. Everybody else is outside or top 15 or farther. I don't see how they become a top 10 offensive line. So I think PFF is right on that. I think that they will rank outside the top 10. Doesn't matter who's under center because Deshaun Watson looked like hot garbage against my first string Jaguars. He looked bad. He looked really bad. And I don't know if all 10 of us who watched that game, um, but he did not look good. So Miles Garrett, I think the only thing that's correct about, or the only two things that are correct about this are Miles Garrett winning DPOY, the O-line ranking outside the top 10, and Cade York will not be the best graded kicker in the league. Absolutely not. He's a fantastic kicker, but he's not going to be, he's not the best one of the league yet. Because if you look at, I can't believe I'm diving into kickers. Um, if you shout out to my buddy, uh, if you look at great college kickers, they don't always translate, uh, i.e. Roberto Aguayo, who was one of the best kickers in college football, who is no longer in the league. So, but before we dive down the kicker rabbit hole, let's look into their uh, record and their predictions. So if you look at the records for the Steelers, I don't mean to steamroll you there. I thought it was uh, Cleveland, sorry. So if you look at the Cleveland Browns you record, you already you already ready to stop talking about Cleveland. <laughs> if you look at the Cleveland Browns predicted record, they have ten and seven. I think they missed that. Uh, let's see. I think they absolutely missed that. I think they go. I don't think they win more than ten games. They lose in week one against Carolina. Baker's coming for blood. Yep. Baker's well. Baker's coming for blood. They'll Pittsburgh's going to beat them. They'll beat the Jets on week two. Pittsburgh's going to beat Cleveland. So Falcons might two, shock some people. Falcons, I can see it. So two, like like first four games, they'll go two and two. Yeah, off the rip. Chargers going to destroy him. Yep. New England, gonna, New England will beat them. Yeah, it's going to be tight, but New England will find a way to beat them. Baltimore is going to beat them, even if it. Yeah, Baltimore will beat them. Bengals will beat them. Dolphins might surprise them. Bills are going to beat them. Uh, Tampa's going to beat them. Houston might. Houston's a sleeper game there. Cincinnati will beat them again. Baltimore will beat them again. Saints, it depends on who's a quarterback. Washington, I don't see winning more than five games this year. And I think they close it out. Uh, I think Pittsburgh, yeah, no, they're not winning more than ten games. I don't even think they win more than five or six based on what I just said. I I don't know. What do you think? I'm with it. Yeah, I mean, I just, um, I don't, less than ten wins. I, I don't see him win. Uh, I do. I do not see him win a whole lot. No, I don't see him win more than ten. Well, let's keep it kind of Cleveland, uh, and let's talk about how the AFC South uh, Jaguar starters looked fantastic against the Cleveland starters. But that's you know we'll get into some of that later. Let's if look at the, the if only I had the applause button. I know. It'd be nice. We we might actually, you know, I, I think we'll do okay this year. Um, but start off with my Jags. Uh, top three predictions for PFF. ETN wants comeback player of the year. Lawrence improves his PFF oh. grade by 20 plus points. Yep. And Trevon Walker finishes with an overall PFF grade under 70. Uh, okay, I'll go, I'll go with that. 
I go yes, 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 all the way across the board. I'm not going comeback player of the year. Who do you think has got comeback player of the year? Let me go ahead and see. Let me go see who qualifies. Yeah, I think ETN could absolutely be comeback player of the year because he looked fantastic. Uh, he's doing fantastic in camp. He looked great uh, in the limited time he had. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be – this is going to be a fun Jaguars team to watch, and I think it's going to be very, very, very easy for Trevor Lawrence to improve his PFF uh, rate by dog, points. Dog. Hmm. Derek Henry. That's true. James Wilson. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. James ain't winning it. And McCaffrey is that, – that's Michael a bold Thomas. assumption. To, okay. Baker Mayfield. Mr. Trubisky. Marcus Mariota, Chase Young, mm. J.K. Dobbins, long shot Deshaun Watson, no, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay, so I think there's That's maybe Vegas five. Odds. I think there are five viable candidates out of that. That's Vegas's odds right now. No, I hear you. I think there's five viable candidates out of that. Um, was ETN on the list at all, or no? No. Hmm. All right. I think there's five viable candidates on that. I think that an ETN should be on that list. Uh, King Henry or King Henry. He's my pick to win speak. it. I'm He's my pick to win it, bro. King Henry could win it. ETN could win it. Baker could win it. Mike Thomas, if he could stay healthy, could win it. Jameis Winston, probably no. Um, oh, I'm missing one. Christian McCaffrey could win it again if he could stay healthy. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's. Too many viable ones outside of that, and remind me if I'm missing one. Uh, not off the rip. Yeah, okay, I mean, uh, let's see. I ain't even gonna count Daniel Jones. No, I'm not gonna count Trubisky either. Trubisky won't start by the end of the year. Do you you say you're not counting Mayfield? Mm, no, I yeah, I, I think Baker does okay. Hey, and I, I love Baker, but I don't think he does better than Etn or Henry or you know Chase Michael Young. Thomas. Chase Young could – that's the other one. Chase Young could definitely do it. The only thing I think that's going to stop Chase Young is how bad the rest of Washington is. So, no, that, no. Like, we're talking about individual wars. He could, he could do enough to make it. No, that's true. But, I mean, everybody else is going to look – I think he could definitely be in the running. Um, but I think Trevor Lawrence could easily improve his PFF grade by 20 points. Easily. Uh, I definitely got Derek – I definitely got Derek Henry winning that thing. So, you want to brought it up. All right, what else you got? Trayvon Walker, PFF overall grade of under 70. I disagree with that. I think he'll break 70. He'll he'll be a good defensive end, but I don't think Didn't he'll be Didn't they top. just say over 70? Under 70. Oh, okay. I, I think it's going to be over. Yeah, he'll he'll do over 70. So I, it may not be by much, but he'll do over 70. Jaguars have uh, the 12th easiest schedule uh, this year. Uh, and then the Jaguars have a predicted record of 6-11. and 11. I disagree. I think Jags win 10 games. Actually, no. Uh, I have us going nine and eight. I have us just went or missing ten games. Uh, Trayvon so, Walker, Trayvon Walker improves. Yeah. Um, Travis Etienne is not getting comeback player of the year. That's going to go to Derrick Henry and y'all. And how? And what was the third thing? Trevor Lawrence improving his PFF yeah, grade gonna, by twenty gonna, points. He's, he's going to improve. I think he could be a Pro Bowler this year. Six and eleven. You think? Miss it? Hit it? Uh, nailed it. Six and eleven. Yeah. For the record. I think they go over. Easily. I don't think we win 10 games, but I think we go 9-8. and eight. Uh, Longer and shot, y'all can win more than 10 games. All right, all right, let me pull up your schedule real quick. Oh, I got you. So if, okay. we, look, if we look at the schedule, um, we're going to be, 
we're beating Washington. We'll split with Indy. I think we could surprise the Chargers. Uh, we'll split with Houston, and we'll split with Tennessee because the AFC South always splits. Actually, we might beat Houston twice. Y'all lose to Philly, and y'all lose to – Actually, knowing the Chargers, even though they got my boy Khalil Mack. Knowing the Chargers. Knowing the Chargers. They'll find a way. They'll find a way. I'm going to say y'all can pull up the upset. Y'all get the Chargers early. And now no Chargers, no. No. Uh, Vegas will beat us because um, we rematch with them. Kansas City will beat us. Denver's Ravens, beat y'all. Ravens will beat us. Lions I think we can beat just because that will be personal. Um, Titans, again, will split. Jets will destroy because for some reason the Jets fan base has a vendetta against Trevor. But that's a whole other situation for another day. I think Houston, y'all lose to Detroit. Okay. Detroit's a sleeper game. I'll give you that. But, yeah, I think we go – we can definitely go – Y'all better win week 15. I agree. I absolutely agree. No one's going to be cheering harder than me because then we get bragging rights with our boy. <laughs> I will never let him live that down. Shout out to JT. Might need to call him off and like, instead of a wager on that. <laughs> might have to do it for Dallas. We might bring him in on that. Uh, but more on that later. Uh, let's look at Indy. Bold predictions for them. Uh, Colts win the AFC South. Gilmore will be a yep. top five graded corner, and Matt Ryan will have his best season since 2016. Uh, yeah, okay. Yes, 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 it, and yes. Say it again. You, again, you keep going too fast. You good? Colts win the AFC South. Yeah, but Trevor, I, I did see a lot of improvement. I know it was only one preseason game. I did see a ton of improvement for Trevor, and I think, and, and I think, with the, okay, who is y'all's new offensive coordinator or head coach? Uh, Press Taylor's brother. Okay, then who's your who's your new head coach? Uh, head coach is Peterson. In Doug Peterson's offense, I saw a lot of misdirection. I think y'all can improve tremendously. Um, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. Y'all gonna improve tremendously. I'm not gonna pick y'all to win the division. That's fair. But I, I got the Colts, but it's gonna be really close. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be the closest it's ever been uh, for probably the last five years. Um, I think Colts could definitely win the South. I don't want to give it up to them yet. Uh, but Gilmore Personal. will be a top five corner. And yeah, Matt Ryan, yeah, he, he could be a comeback player of the year. Absolutely. Matt Ryan will easily have his best season since 2016 because the Colts actually have the third easiest schedule. And they have a predicted record of 10 he, and 7. It, it's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be 2016 good. He's not going to no, be No, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Well, no, his best one since then. I don't think it'll be better than 2016, but he this will definitely be one of the better seasons he's had over the last three or four years. So predicted 10 to 7. You think they miss it, beat it, hit it? Miss it by one game. You think they go 9 and 8? Miss it by one game. Yep. I I'll give you that. I think they're going to – okay, let's look, let's look at it real quick. First four games, Houston, Jags, Kansas City, and Tennessee. They lose to Kansas City. Uh, Tennessee, that's a 50-50 because of Derrick Henry. Yeah, uh, Denver Jack, will be interesting. I can see, I can see one and three. I can mm-hmm. see two and two. I two I and two. I more, think I, I don't see more than that. They're no. losing to Denver. Yes. Now the next time they play Jacks, which is going to be week six, I think y'all take that game. The reason, yeah, the reason why I think they go two and two is because we always split with Indy. So we always split with Indy, and if for some reason we don't win in Indy, we'll win at home, or vice versa. If we and, win in Indy, for some reason we lose at home. I don't know what it is. And bro, I, I'm a, I'm gonna really ask this question. I, I'm gonna really do it. And this is gonna lead up to Week Eight against uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. 
Career-wise, we understand Matt Ryan is better than Carson Wentz. Career-wise. Mm-hmm. That's not saying much. Right now, how much is he really but how, how much does he really improve, Indy? I think by a lot. If he can do what he did in Atlanta, where you lean on the strength of you the your the strength of your receivers and you lean on the running game, you do the best you can with that play action pass. And if now that the Colts have a legitimate run threat again, it's going to, and because Matt Ryan is so good at the play action, I think it'll be, they'll do solid. They'll do a whole lot better than Wentz. I think Washington doesn't win more than five games this year. Let's look at the receivers, course. Michael Pittman's on wide receiver number one. You got Paris Campbell in the slot. You got Alec Pierce at no, um, like, uh, you got Alex Pierce, the rookie. Pierce has been balling out in camp. Ollie, uh, uh, let's see, Mo Ollie Cox, he's a, he's at your tight end. Mm-hmm. Matt, uh, one thing I, I'm giving credit to Matt Ryan, he knows how to work with like tight ends with no name that have not been established yet. Um, and Paris Campbell is back. There's not, uh, yeah, Paris Campbell's back. So, dog, I've been, spe- you know, I've been spectacle about like Matt Matt Ryan for years. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, I, I'm looking at it. I'm like. How much is he really going to improve? It's not. It'll be better than the last couple of years. I don't think it's going to be. He has any... been, look. He's he's going to have the one thing I will say. This guarantee he's going to have the best offensive line he's ever had in his entire career. Oh, for sure. He's going to have this... the best offensive line that he's ever had in his entire career. For sure. But I'm like, now you're protected. You got an off. You got another offensive minded coach. You're in no excuses area. at this point. I'm like. Bruh, you ain't got no pressure on you. But if you do worse than what Carson Wentz did in your uh, like, uh, like what he did when he was in Indy, we really got to take a look at him now. Yeah. Now, career number wise, it's already definitive. But I've been spectacle on Matt Ryan for years. Yep. And he's do like he'll do okay. And that's the thing is he knows that he's not the future of the franchise here. He is a placeholder. So. Let's jump right into the Titans. Let's jump in with your boy, Derrick Henry, and let's go with the top three predictions for them. Right. And Titans missed the playoffs. Yep. Titans won't have a double digit. Yeah. Titans won't have a double digit sack player. Mm, uh, I got I to look at that one. Bud Dupree, Harold Landry. I can see double digits. Double I think it'll be tight. Two. I think, yeah. Double, Jeffrey I Simmons. He had a breakout year last year. Jeffrey Simmons. I, I don't know. I think they'll be close. I don't think they'll do double digits. And then Traylon Burks replaces A.J. Brown seamlessly. No. No. No, because A.J. Brown is hard. And I love Traylon Burks. If anybody was very still listening remembers what I said leading up to the draft, I think Burks is one of the best receivers in that class. Here's I don't they, think he replaces A.J. Brown here's seamlessly. What they, here's what they got right now as far as their weapons go. You got Traylon Burks. You got Robert Woods. You got him out of the Rams. You got Nick Westbrook, Akina, Akihan. You got and you got Austin Hooper out of Cleveland. Yeah, no, they'll do okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't see them. They'll miss the playoffs, but they'll do okay. Titans have one of the more middle of the road schedules. All right, what else you got? Yeah, middle of the road schedules. Uh, the record is predicted nine and eight. You think they miss it, beat it, hit it? Eight and nine. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think eight and nine. Possibly worse. I, I think but eight Derek, and nine. But Derrick Henry makes his presence. Yeah, well, let's finish it off with Houston. Uh, everybody's no one ain't no. In the words, of, in the words of primetime Deion Sanders when he does his predictions every week before the NFL, mm-hmm. ain't nobody kill. Yep. So we'll make it quick. Texas have two defenders with fifty plus pressures. Probably not. 
Don't uh, outside of Grenard. Grenard is a fantastic rusher, but that's about it. Uh, Nico Collins will flirt with 1,000 yards receiving. Ooh. Probably not. Laramie Tunsil will be traded away by the end of the year. Yeah. Probably. We, the, uh, trade deadlines, we can't. Yep, he'll probably be gone. On a Tuesday. Predict, predicted record of 7-10. and 10. Miss it, beat it, hit it. Lower. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they – I missed that. I don't think they win more than six games. No. So they can get they can be in the sweet sticks for both both Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. They absolutely could. I think they will. I don't think Davis Mills is the quarterback of the future no. for them at least. But I do think Damian Pierce surprises some people this year. Word yeah. out of camp is that he's about to be the guy. So good, good. He, he'll yeah. be the guy. For, he'll, be good, he'll be the guy for fancy. Exactly. All right. Well, that is it. As always, thank you again for listening to the show. Uh, thank you for powering through three divisions with us. Um, we'll go back to a little more normal format next episode, but we wanted to really power through some of these and make sure that we are up to speed. Now, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to let us know at Two Dudes of Sports News on Facebook. Uh, find us on Twitter. My name is uh, at the G Goldman. Mine is at the Prince Boy Fifty Two, all lowercase and boy spelled with an I. Uh, if you'd like to let us know, you can also tell us there. You can tell us by giving us five stars on whatever platform that you listen to podcasts on. We're on pretty much all of them. Uh, so if you'd like to tell your friends, uh, don't let them give you an excuse that they don't listen to that particular one. We're we're on it. Like I said, if you'd like to tell your friends, family, cousins, uncles, exes, whatever you feel like, let us know. Let them know. Tell them. Uh, if you didn't like it, this never happened. Uh, you're not going to get the hour of your life back, but we do appreciate you listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Peace.